everybody, and welcome to the revival of Games Parlay, the show where myself and a group of friends get together to discuss the good, bad, and everything in between in games. Today, we're going to be talking about a very special series and a very special game. Back in 2001, a game became available to the Japanese public known as Debutsu no Mori, or translated as Animal Forest. This game was originally released on the Nintendo 64 until later that year it was rebranded as Debutsu no Mori Plus, was localized worldwide as Animal Crossing, and released on the Nintendo GameCube. With the most recent addition to the series with New Horizons, we thought it would be appropriate to talk about the series as a whole as we bring back Games Parlay. And at this time, I would like to introduce our guests to the show. Uh, hey, what's up? My name is Matt. My name is Elena. And I'm Sterling. Great. So we've got our crew here. I just I want to take a little bit of time and have us kind of talk about uh, our first Animal Crossing game and kind of your initial thoughts about the game going in. And so I'll start with that. Um, I distinctly remember playing the original Animal Crossing on the Nintendo GameCube. I say original, um, but looking back on it now, it was actually the re-release, but it was the original for America. Um, which is normal for Japanese games. But um, I remember I never owned the game as a kid, um, but I would always go to my friend's house, and he let me have um, a house on his save file that I would always go over and get to play um, Animal Crossing there. Whoever would like to go next and talk about their first uh, Animal Crossing experience. Well, for me, um, New Horizons is my first Animal Crossing game. Um... And I have been looking forward to having it come out basically since it was announced. Because I don't think I've had... No, I had the Wii. But this is the first time I've really been interested in playing an Animal Crossing game. Or really this into games on a Nintendo console in general. So, for me, this is a pretty new experience. And I've been enjoying it a lot so far. This is also uh, my first Animal Crossing game, New Horizons. Is I didn't play um, any of the previous installments, including Pocket Camp. I didn't play that one either. Um, and for me, it was pretty highly anticipated just because it was a new game. And I'd heard a lot about it. And um, the things that I had heard were basically that it was going to be a game that I would devote my entire life to. And that is correct so far. Uh, for me, uh, much in the same boat as Billy, Animal Crossing for the GameCube was uh, my first uh, experience with Animal Crossing. Uh, it was honestly actually probably my third game like I ever owned. Uh, I had, me and my sister each had like a Game Boy Color with a couple things on it, and then we eventually got a GameCube. Uh, and I remember having Super Mario Sunshine and then getting Animal Crossing really quickly. Um, and I like played Wild World when it came out. I was super excited uh, for the DS. I played a little bit of the Wii version, the City Folk, I think. Um, and then kind of like dipped out for a bit until like I tried Pocket Camp, uh, but New Horizons when that released, I just felt like I was going back to the GameCube. It was just really fun getting to come back in. Great. And I, you know, Animal Crossing is one of those games that you know I, I think a lot of people kind of dipped. Uh, in the middle there's because we had the they had the GameCube one and then we didn't see it again until the DS um, and I believe that one was City Folk that was the name of that one 
Um, and then I, I personally dipped until the 3DS game, uh, New Leaf, and then I was super excited for New Horizons. Um, but I kind of want to talk about, uh, to start this conversation, that Animal Crossing scratches a particular itch in gaming. And actually, it's one of those games that we find people who don't play video games playing this game um, all across the world. I know we're in some difficult times right now where people are stuck at home. And so what better to do than to fix up a fantasy island with cute animal villagers. But uh, ever since the release on the GameCube, it's just scratched that itch. So I kind of want to dip into, for you guys, what is it about Animal Crossing as a series that makes it just so satisfying to play? For me, it's the um, collection aspect of the game. I really enjoy going and finding all of the different types of things in a game and then um, having that big collection to show off. So for me, it's the museum um, with the fossils and the bugs, fish, and now with the art with the new update. Um, I really like making progress and seeing that progress as a tangible thing. And so watching the museum expand is why I keep coming back to play. But I would also say that it has a lot to do with the fact that at its essence, Animal Crossing is basically a sim. And so you can create whatever kind of life you want to have there. You can make your house however you want. And it's that customization that I think people really dive into and um, sink a lot of hours into the game for. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I've never really been super into sim-based games, but I've had a lot of fun with Animal Crossing so far. Um, I also enjoy the collection aspect, but not quite as much as Elena. Um, I think the thing that I've been enjoying the most is, um, renovating and customizing my house. I like finding things that, um, appeal to, like, my real-world interests and decorating my house to kind of fit my personality. So I've been really enjoying that aspect of the game. Uh, for me, it's it's changed quite a bit over the years. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember what like the huge draw was when I was like a kid playing on the GameCube, uh, and I'm coming up a little blank. But I do remember um, my sister and I each had a house in our town on the GameCube, and we had a whole lot of fun like posting on the bulletin boards whenever the other person like wasn't playing uh or like not in the room just something to surprise the other person with or like putting down pitfalls everywhere to prank them thinking oh hey it's a fossil or they just fall in or something it was a whole lot of fun um i never i never even played with like the house customization which was like the one thing you could really customize if i remember right on the gamecube i think you could do some clothing stuff um but it was really fun talking to the villagers and like making those friendships with uh with these npcs in the world uh a huge goal of the animal crossing team is that they like try to make it really positive and happy and fun and so getting to be friends with them was a blast and honestly that's kind of what i'm having the most fun with now on the switch uh i'm doing a lot with you know remodeling the island putting building buildings in like new places that are really fun but really it's just like getting to talk to the uh the npcs in the world is so much fun and they're so well written yeah and i kind of want i kind of want to start there uh with kind of some of our comparison uh discussions here i know we all see the memes um at least even if you um haven't played some of the older games 
Um, but there's a there's been a huge shift in the villager dynamics uh, between the first game and even the other games and uh, this newest one. Uh, and I kind of want to talk about that in essence of personalities. Um, you know, I remember on the GameCube, there used to be some mean villagers. They were so <laughs> mean. Um, and one of the most notable ones was the post office lady. Um, and for those that never played the original game, there was a post office, and that's where you would go to collect your mail if you had any. Um, that's where you would go uh, to pay off your debt to Tom Nook. Um, but there were always there were two different uh, post office ladies. There was the one during the daytime and the one during the nighttime. And the daytime one was super sweet, really nice, but no one ever played in the daytime because you were 10 and you stayed up till 3 in the morning playing Animal Crossing and fishing. And so you would go in at night and you would have the meanest lady there. Um, so I just kind of want to talk about the villager dynamics. Do you, like which? What are the ones that you are appreciating now or the ones you kind of miss from the older one? Uh... Honestly, uh, I, d- I never really memorized any of the villagers in any of the games. I, I kind of just like having that be a surprise. Just It makes it feel like these characters were like generated for my village, you know? Something like that. Um, which is like, I'm fully aware that there's not. And there's, they've spent hours, not hours, like days of time in total, uh, weeks maybe, uh, coming up with these characters and dialogue and stuff. But it's really nice just making it feel unique, you know. Um, I do remember exactly what you're talking about with the uh, with the post office. And I also remember uh, being really upset whenever Rossetti would show up. Because <laughs> I, I, I always felt so ashamed. Uh, oh, like, oh no, I forgot to save my game. And I, I just, um, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's great. It adds to the world. And yeah, it made me... Uh, it made me to this day uh, scared of not saving my game uh, in anything. If it was even if it's not Animal Crossing, I remember like Pokemon, I was constantly saving. Um, even if it has an auto save feature, if I can manually save, I go in and do it whenever I can because I'm like, I don't want Rossetti to follow me over here into like <laughs> Dark Souls or something. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I have no idea what this means. Can you guys explain? So, so Mr. Rossetti, um, and I remember when New Horizons got announced, um, there was all the uh, attention about, oh no, no more Mr. Rossetti because the game autosaves. Um, but, so Mr. Rossetti, because uh, on the GameCube, uh, in case we have a younger audience that doesn't remember the GameCube, um, so you had these memory cards that would go into the GameCube. Uh, and you would have to save in front of the gyroid in your house. Um, and if you have only ever played uh, New Horizons, whenever you build a uh, bridge or any of the public works projects, you have the little guy that um, you know flails his arms about and tells you to donate money. Those are the gyroids. And uh, in the original game, you had one in front of each house, and there were four houses you could live in on the save file. Uh, and you would have to save... At the, guy, at the gyroid when you were done. Because if you didn't, and you shut the game down, the next time you boot it up, you would go to the main menu, and there'd be this little mole named Mr. Rossetti. Who oh, was... he scares you. He jumps, out at, he jumps out when you leave your house. He's yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he would literally scream at you and lecture you about saving your game. 
it's in like a very real like it took a good two three minutes to get through his dialogue because he would just hound you about how important it is to save your game terrifying uh, one of the things he would make you do he's, he would like say a phrase and you'd have to write it back uh capital letters all <laughs> punctuation perfectly but here's the weird thing i thought about the other week like when i was thinking about Rossetti and the switch is that i'm pretty sure um the first time you do i could be totally off base here but the first time you do the reset um i think he actually is like, hey, I helped you out this one time, but it's never going to happen again. Uh-huh. He, like, saved it. And I'm sitting there thinking, if they had that technology to do it that one time, then that was an intentional choice to not let it happen ever. Yeah. <laughs> just just to, like, train you into saving the game or something, you know? But I, I, I can't remember. I could be totally wrong that that was ever even a thing. Well, yeah, the, the um, first time he's like, you know, it's kind of like you did a bad... Like, don't do it again. Slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. Make sure you save. Be responsible. You know you're eight. You know, just make sure you save your game. And then every time after that, and even yeah. in even in uh, New Leaf, the 3DS game, if you forgot to save, uh, like the very first time, Mister Rossetti would show up, uh, and he would be like, "Hey, you need to make sure you save your game." Um, you know, even though I t- I technically don't have a job anymore. Uh, New Leap, the 3DS one. He's like, I don't have a job anymore, but I'm just here to remind you to make sure you save your game. After that, he never shows up again unless you build the Mr. Rossetti like, facility. Uh, so that was like a choice you could build in your town uh, in uh, New Leaf to bring Mr. Rossetti back and give him a job. Uh, I haven't used the feature in New Horizons, um, the, the, like, the rescue app on your phone, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, I have not. I did launch it. I, I launched it once just to see what would happen, and I never really did anything. But the music changes, and <laughs> I feel like it changes to Rossetti's music. Um, and that's something I could easily Google and go find out if that's him who runs, because it makes sense to have this mole, you know, that digs up out of the ground outside your house to be the one to save you, because he could just come dig you out and pull you home. Um, and he's an iconic character, but I, I'm excited to get myself stuck one day so I can find out if that's <laughs> actually him. Yeah, yeah, I've not had a situation where I've gotten stuck. Um, well, I kind of, I kind of want to shift the conversation over uh, to kind of one of the, um, kind of one of the hot button topics, I guess, about Animal Crossing, and especially those that aren't super nostalgia. I could say nostalgia blind, more nostalgia tinted to, to the series, um, but but the real time events and the pacing of the game, and I'm kind of curious. And this is why I love having a diverse group um, from different levels of expertise in the series to talk, because one of the staples of Animal Crossing is the fact that it is takes place in real time. There are certain events that only happen on certain days in your system. Uh, ever since the GameCube, like you wanted a, there was a Halloween event, there was a Fourth of July event, there were events that would happen, um, you know, every Saturday, even to this day, KK Slider will come in and do a concert in your town, whatever the Animal Crossing game. So I'm curious, what are your guys' thoughts? Do you feel that the real time aspect hinders the experience or enhances, or a bit of both? <laughs> I know that um, 
since I hadn't played the game before, and it when it first came out, um, Matt had told me that I wasn't going to be able to binge it as much as Stardew Valley, which was the game that I was playing obsessively before Animal Crossing. And I asked him why, and he told me that it was because of the real-time um, events or um, obstacles that you would have to wait for, like, wait for your store to get built or something like that, and you wouldn't be able to just blaze through the game in however much time you wanted. Um, and at first I was really disappointed with that, because I was like, well, that takes out some of the fun, and I really like to play for hours at a time if I can, just because I have issues, and so that's what I want to do. But... Um, so at first I thought that it would make me not like the game. And there were a couple of times I was like, oh, I'd really like to, you know, keep playing, but I kind of can't because I'm stuck waiting for something to happen. But now that I've been playing it for um, a lot longer, I think that it helps more than it hinders. And it definitely hinders your experience as a user at first, but or as a like a player at first. But... Um, in terms of keeping the lifespan of the game going for longer, it is way more helpful because I'm not sure I would still be as excited to play Animal Crossing if I could go through everything as fast as I wanted to and get all of the upgrades immediately. Um, it makes it take longer, makes me spend more time on the game, and the real-time events like the things on Saturdays or the seasonal events, that sort of thing, um, make me come back for more because now there's more things to do. There's more um, fish to find. There's the leaf market guy who sells the shrubs. Um, so it makes, for me, it is more of a help to the game than a hindrance, but I for sure thought that it was going to be uh, something I didn't like about the game at first. I think particularly um, the early game does kind of suffer from the fact that it's a real-time based game. Because the first few days that I played, I had no idea what I should be doing because there wasn't really a ton to do yet. I felt like a lot of it was kind of waiting around for something to happen. Uh, but then once you really get past the, the tutorial stuff and you're more able to customize your island however you want and invite more villagers on, I think that really is when the game starts to pick up and the real-time portion of the game becomes a lot more helpful and I guess easier to to handle because I agree that I think having something to look forward to every day with Isabel's like little daily announcements and stuff like that um it really um adds to the charm of the game I feel and makes it so that you do want to go back and play for it's a little bit every day even if it's not for a long period of time it encourages you to check in every day to make sure that your island's doing well. So I think that's a a cool use of the, the real-time events. Yeah, it's really cool. And the game as a series, has again, has always had that. Uh, but it's really interesting to hear you say the, game, the early game really suffered from not having enough to do in New Horizons when most people would tell you that that's the opposite in the older games. Uh, which is a testament to how well-paced um, New Horizons really is. Um, in the original game, you would arrive at your town no matter what time of night it was. Um, and I was telling um, Elena before I started, before we started recording, um, I was watching uh, Peanut Butter Gamer on YouTube uh, play through the beginning of Animal Crossing. 
just to get another feel for um you know just to get another feel for what the early game of the first one was like no matter what time it was uh you would get you would meet rover on the train he would tell you about an island or a town and then you would go meet tom nook um no matter what what time it was we whether nook was open or not normally so you get your house and then the first like in-game day or two you actually work for tom nook uh to, to pay off your initial loan uh kind of similarly to new horizons um but you would actually like he would give you a delivery and you'd have to go give it to a villager or he he gave you uh saplings and he told you to go plant trees um but then once you got to the late game it was like well now what do i do so i kind of want again to play off of this um you know, we talked about the real time, but I'm just curious about the the pacing for you. And when you guys log into Animal Crossing and you've got a list of things that you want to get done, for you, what are those list of objectives that you like to get done? What is it for you that keeps you coming back to play uh, objectively? I like seeing numbers get bigger, um, hence my love of RPGs. Uh, but the way Animal Crossing scratches that itch is money. Um, and so I love to go around and like, okay, I'm going to catch the most expensive fish today uh, and try to rack up my money-based objective of I need to pay off my loan, I need to build a bridge, I need to build an incline, uh, stuff I can't exactly make myself. Um, I, need to, I have this desire to go make as much money as possible um, throughout my time. And that's really how I spend a majority of my time in the game, uh, is fishing and catching bugs and, you know, destroying islands to catch spiders, you know. Um, and so I'm curious what it is for you that you really strive to get done in your daily playings of Animal Crossing, whether it's 30 minutes or three hours. Um, for me, the first things that I do are usually um, I check the stores. Um, I like seeing what is new in the store every day and seeing if there's anything there that I want to buy. And then I will take a look at my, like, Nook Miles Plus objectives to see if there's anything that I can knock out easily to get some extra tickets. Um, I'll usually try and say hi to my villagers as well. Um, what else do I do every day? I've made sure recently to make sure I stop at the the Nook Terminal in City Hall to make sure I get those extra tickets. Because for a while I kept forgetting to do that. And it really drove me crazy when I'd go up there and say, day one, and you only <laughs> get like 50 tickets. I'm like, come on. I don't know. I, I do focus on like the, the smaller tasks every day and I'll just kind of see where the game takes me from there. I don't really have a a plan of what I want to do most days. I like to just kind of chill and relax on the island. For me, I'm extreme FOMO when it comes to playing games, so I have to do all of the things every <laughs> single day. So I talk to all of the villagers, except for one specific one who I want to leave. And I I don't know if it does anything, but I still refuse to talk to her. And I water the flowers. I also check the stores um, because I can't miss buying something that I want to buy. Um, and I go through almost all of the dialogue for everybody just because I have to know everything that they're going to say. And 
the primary thing that I feel like takes up most of my day is I have to go and shake all of the trees and get every little 100 bell coin that falls and I have to get every single little furniture item that falls from the trees um and then I also have to make sure that either since Matt and I share an island I have to make sure that one of us gets the fossils to take to blathers because the first ones always go to blathers um so for me I have to do a little bit of everything or at least I try to I try to do a little bit of fishing and bug catching and if there's um, like a special person there that day I have to do, I have to interact with them. I have to do everything. It becomes a bit of a problem. Um, and then my secondary goals end up being, oh, look, I have enough money to pay off my loan or, oh, look, I have enough to go buy this other thing unless there is something that piques my interest and then I'll devote as much time as necessary to go achieve whatever that goal is for the day. Checking our turnip prices is also a pretty important thing that we do. Mm-hmm. That we forgot to mention um it's been really helpful too being able to check other people's turnip prices through like discord and other groups like that and stuff too so that's become a big part of my annual crossing play is the stock market i've been having a lot of fun with that even though it took me a while to really understand it for me my my daily routine uh i'm i'm excited to see how it changes uh with like you know, graduation happening. So I'm not going to have like classes to worry about um, to see uh, if I start doing more. Um, But right now, what I've basically been doing has been uh, whenever I get on, I go check for fossils immediately Um, because you get four a day. And if you let them sit, then I think you just get another one a day. Um, And so there's been days where I've missed it. And I'm like, no, because I have like three fossils left. And I've never really <laughs> cared about my museum before, but I'm so close to finishing the fossils. Um, and uh, I'll go uh, check the Nook Miles terminal, try and get my daily streak in. Um, it's not a whole lot of extra Nook uh, Miles, but I imagine it's going to be nice to have eventually. Uh, and then I'll do the same. Yeah, my the turnip prices are huge. Um, that's basically been the game for me the last couple weeks. Even though I've been super busy, I will still get on uh, to buy turnips, check turnip prices, uh, check with everybody else. Um, and like a few days ago, I had that I had a crazy price uh, and invited a whole bunch of people over. And I think that was really fun, you know, uh, playing with the stock market with other people because you get to see each other and people get to see each other's have an excuse to come see each other's islands that they normally like wouldn't go visit. Um, and I'd like to apologize uh to matt and elena um because i think i know the villager that uh you're refusing to talk to i think i I think i gave you that villager uh you did in fact (laughs) yeah uh so yeah there's that mechanic where the uh where the villagers can automatically move to islands if you visited each other and yeah you you got puddles when she moved out (laughs) of my island wow way to name (laughs) drop the villager (laughs) someone in our comments is gonna be upset (laughs) <laughs> we'll let you know when Puddles is in boxes you can come get her again. Yeah. All the Puddle stands can get out of the comments. So she's the worst. <laughs> so I, I do wanna that was actually you guys like read my mind. Um I wanna talk about the community that exists with this game that has not existed in any other Animal Crossing game. And so before I kinda turn things over, I do wanna mention 
Um, again, because I know this game that for most people, Animal Crossing New Horizons is the first Animal Crossing game they're experiencing because it's the most accessible, you know. Um, you know, and games weren't cool when it was on the GameCube. So, if you wanted to visit someone else's town on the GameCube, you had to have someone else's save file on a separate memory card. So the GameCube had two memory card slots on it. And so you would have to be playing on your save file in memory card slot A, and then you would go to the train tracks, and then would tell, tell it that you want to travel to memory card B. And that's how you visited other people's towns. So, um, you know, like my buddy that I, I would actually borrow the game at some points, like we would switch off like every other day or something because we like over the summer because we lived right next to each other. And so like I would play for a day and then I would pass my memory card along to him so that he could go like check out my fruits or uh, check out my store uh, while he played through his file um, and so there, that was how we used to play Animal Crossing together. Um, but now with the Switch and the game itself being online and incredibly popular, um, what are your guys' views on, on the community aspect that exists within New Horizons? I think it is probably one of the best parts of playing the game, honestly. Um, especially... Um, the time that we are living in right now with everyone being stuck inside all the time. Um, it's been a really great way to be able to connect with friends or meet new friends. Like I didn't know Sterling before playing this game. And I feel like I made a new friend for this. I think that's really cool. Um, Hold on. Are you saying that you forgive me for, for the villager? We'll see. Um, but yeah, I think the community is really, really cool. Um, despite the, uh, annoying things you'll see on Twitter sometimes, in general, I think the community people that play are really happy, and they like to help other people play the game. Um, I really like when people will, because we're all on a Discord server together, I really like when people will, like, ask others for, like, favors or to trade, and everyone jumps in right away and try and help. And... I think that is a unique thing in a video game when so many games are about, like, competition. Um, having a game that's about helping other people, I think, is really cool. Yeah, I love that. I, I've never seen, like, at least in, in you know the circle that I play Animal Crossing with, it's never like, oh, check out how much better my island is than yours, or a suck it, loser, I got all my loans paid off first. It's like... Hey, I have some extra money. Would do you, do you like need some or like do you want? I have like three stereos. Do you want one? Um, and it's it's it is really cool to see that community aspect translate outside of each village. Yeah, like I said earlier, um, like I briefly mentioned earlier, I I, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to it just because I kind of like things being a surprise. Um, but having small the small community that like we formed uh with like our discord channel uh has been awesome uh just a few people that we can you know check in with and see if there's uh things that we need uh and and we're helping each other create the like coolest thing that we possibly can <laughs> 
um and giving each other tips and also you know sending each other memes and stuff and it's great um and i imagine there's pockets of communities like that all across the world um of course you have the public pockets like on twitter and i guess like reddit and stuff like that but having these little like sectored off communities it's it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's it really is incredibly interesting um and again I, I i do play a good a fair amount of online games uh and it's so easy to see all of those get turned to very very toxic places to be um you know there is you know you check twitter and reddit and you know there's there's still some of that in animal crossing but again it's mostly the the you know the people that aren't used to these sim style games and like realizing it's just about chilling out not quite realizing yet that it's just about chilling out and having fun um than it is about like getting to an end goal um and so like you said it is really cool to see these pocket communities just kind of grow together and i love when i go visit someone else's island and just scope out what it looks like and what they've done to it and all the new stuff in this game that you can do to, to dress up your island uh i've actually had a whole lot of fun like building uh the music studio <laughs> that uh, i've been working on like most of us are working on <laughs> uh, and I, I know a lot of those items might have existed in older games but yeah it's something new i've never done before is making themed rooms in my house uh, my music room is my favorite part of my whole house. I love that. I love it. I love mine. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to dive into into that aspect of this um, uh, before we start to kind of wrap up into some of our final thoughts. Um, there is a lot of customization in New Horizons that d- did not exist, uh, or was very difficult to make exist in older games. Uh, one of my favorite ones. Um, that I see people, you know, laugh about on Twitter is in the original Animal Crossing game, and even um, New Leaf, for that matter, villagers would just move in wherever they wanted. <laughs> like, oh, that town square that you had planned? Nope. Village house, right in the center. Um, you know, it, it didn't matter what was there, for the most part. Like, a, a villager would just pop up randomly some days um and then they would leave at some point and then there'd just be a hole there uh that you have to go fix and then you know a new villager finds a new terrible spot to be um but along with that we have the island designer where you can make cliffs and rivers and um it's really easy to move homes around um i spent about six hundred thousand bells weeks ago just moving stuff around um Hence my lust for money and good turnip prices. Um, but I'm just curious, uh, you know, how do you feel about, you know, the crafting and the customization of, of New Horizons? I mean, personally, um, the thing that I always said to Matt was, I can't imagine the game being any different from this. I can't imagine it not having the crafting mechanic and the customization because obviously i've never played one before um so i don't have necessarily that nostalgia or appreciation for um how it used to be in the growth but playing it now i can't imagine the game being any different i think that it works really well i think it it gives you achievable goals that you can get to every day but um and as irritating as having your tools break 
seemingly every five minutes, it makes it so that you have to keep gathering supplies, you have to keep all of those basics in mind, even though you might be, you know, three years into the game or something like that. Yeah, they definitely took a cue from Minecraft for that. Because <laughs> um, I, I do remember, like, it was it, it was nice not having breakable tools, except I think the axe always broke, I can't remember. Um, but that was the, one of the big hurdles that I had was uh, always making sure I had to go build new things. Um, and so I, I've actually began to enjoy it. I wish crafting was a little more efficient, but it's it's fun. I don't craft a lot of furniture or anything. I basically just use it for tools. Um, but I have had a whole lot of fun with Island Designer. Like I've seen so many people, uh, so many people do this thing with the museum where they'll put up like two tiers and do uh, two sets of uh, staircases going up. And so I immediately, uh, the first time I saw somebody do that, I was like, oh, I have to do that. And it took me days because uh, I didn't realize the stairs, I, I didn't realize the stairs were going to conflict. So I had to move the museum like three or four times to get it up there just <laughs> right. Um, and I surrounded it. I, I uh, sent a call out on Twitter asking my friends for floor lights because uh, I didn't have any. And somebody sent me like a normal amber one and then somebody sent me a green one. So I ordered a bunch of amber and green lights and put them like around on the tiers. Um, and now I'm going to go in and plant flowers along with it. And I'm, I'm super excited. I'm having so much fun with it. Um, and so now once the museum project's done, I have no idea what I'm going to go do next. But <laughs> something similar, probably. We haven't really gotten into the island designer very much yet. Um, we're both kind of attached to the way our island already looks. It's kind of hard to change it. Uh, we've done a little bit. We've had some pathways in like the front of our island. Um, we've added a couple of like little spots in the river to like jump across. But other than that, we haven't really had a big project yet. Yeah, and that's what's really cool about this game in particular. Um, that there's really not a whole lot of games out there that have such widespread appeal that has such customization um you know i i was i'm kind of with you guys um of like the kind of being attached to the island layout um i've seen people like completely redesign their entire island like move entire rivers and like flatten the entire island and start over like with their own image and then there's people like us who are just like well let's let i want to keep the original theme intact but i want to build around it um and so it's really really cool to see what people are coming up with um with this game and I, we've hit on a lot of the points that i kind of wanted to get through talking not only about this game but about the series as a whole um so to kind of send us out i, I want to ask you guys um you know animal crossing fans new and old um if you were to recommend this game to someone who has never touched, whether they're an old fan or a new fan, what is the one piece of advice you would give uh, when starting this game? I guess uh, as as kind of a joke, uh, have something else to do. Uh, because, yeah, that early game is, is a little slow, but it's nice because you get to see it built up over a period of time, and it feels like you're doing some work. Um, 
and it also kind of allows you to not just get sucked in right away and still like get be productive in your real life you know um and build up that kind of a routine uh but from a more like game focused point of view uh i'd say just be ready to throw out your conception of what like a video game needs to be because you can just relax you can just have fun you can chill so many people who are not gamers love this game for that kind of a reason um and so many hardcore gamers also love it because they get to like chill out from their you know Fortnite and call of duty and uh destiny and stuff like that they get to just come relax for a little bit you know i'd say um just kind of take your time with it when i remember when i first started playing i saw all these people who was like time jumped through the game and had all this stuff and had giant beautiful islands and all these items that i hadn't even seen yet and i was like did we even get the same game because i don't think i'm playing this game right (laughs) um but as i started going through it um it's been really relaxing and so i think if you're gonna start playing this game you should just kind of like have your own time and your own journey with it and not compare what you're doing to what other people are doing and just kind of let it be your own thing. Both of you guys have said, um, I would also say kind of what we talked about before, play a little bit every day. Um, that way you can experience the game as it's paced for like the purpose of the game for it to pace the way that they intended. Um, and also set your own goals, whatever those might be. Um, and just work towards those goals. And if, if you enter the game and you have this really big goal, um, great. But if your goal is literally just how do I build a shovel, then come up with whatever your goal is and work towards that. And like Matt said, don't worry about what the other people are doing and how big their island is. Um, play it at the pace that you want to play and just have fun because it's not a competitive game. It's just a for fun game. I also forgot, um, don't time jump backwards, or else you will spoil your wife's turnips. So, that's <laughs> bad. I'm still mad. Still mad. Per- I'm sorry. That, that's from personal experience. It's still good <laughs> advice. <laughs> it is. Uh, and, you know, as, as a long-term Animal Crossing fan, um, you know, it kind of pains me that when I see people say, oh, man, my island sucks, or whatever. The game is whatever you want to make it. Uh, so many people ask, what do you even do in Animal Crossing when you try to introduce it to them? And Matt and Elena can attest because they asked me this question, you know, when it got announced and all that. And, I, you know, it, it's it's whatever you want it to be. So if it's island designer, if it's home designer, if it's, you know, debt payoff simulator, um, it's whatever it is to you. So enjoy whatever it is you're making of it. And if you have a couple friends to play it with, you know, more the merrier uh and with that uh that concludes our show for today i want to thank our guests matt elena and sterling for coming on and bringing back uh this podcast with such a very fun and wholesome uh game to talk about thanks for having us this was a lot of fun yeah thanks for having us on yeah i've always loved to talk about uh animal crossing and stuff so this was a blast
And with that, that's all we have uh, time for today. Uh, be sure to check out the other episodes we have live. Um, they're about a year old at this point, but they're still pretty good episodes. Uh, and Matt was actually on the Breath of the Wild episode uh, that we released about a year ago, which um, I'm still very, very proud of. So be sure to check those out. Um, and again, there's no set schedule with this show, so just make sure you follow us uh, wherever you like to get your podcasts. Um, thank you again for tuning in to Games Parlay, and we will see you next time.